Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. I'm absolutely honoured and delighted that we're launching the Herring Podcast debut show uh, tonight. And with me, I have Kieran Collins and Rory Walsh as well. Uh, lads, how are things? Good. Great. Good, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Good stuff. I suppose first things first, lads. First podcast here with the Hurling, the beautiful game. Uh, do you want to give yourselves a quick introduction? Uh, county, what, who do you support? Clubs, all that sort of stuff. Best moment in Hurling, all that good stuff. Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Karen, first. Yeah, so, Mark, I'm a, a, a club man and a neighbour of yours growing up uh, yep. in County Limerick. And I'm down in Enniscorty, just outside Enniscorty in Wexford for the last eight years now. Um, kind of supporting and involved in the club, IGA Glen Bryan. So, my own young lad is he's he's seven, so under sevens last year, was involved, a bit of coaching, helping out. And uh, we had a great year with the club. They won the uh, Intermediate County Final. And also... They went to the Leinster final, but were beaten by a, probably a more drilled Nays team, but a uh, good performance, a good year nonetheless. So, um, yeah, so that's me. Perfect, Karen. And Rory, yourself? Yeah, I'm from Six Mile Bridge in Clare and uh, teaching inside Limerick. So I have been living in Limerick for, God, over 15 years now. So, uh, yeah, so I've kind of infiltrated the Limerick system. I'm inside in the, in the academy for the last seven years and giving a hand with a out new well too so yeah so kind of getting to know uh the talent coming through in limerick as well as keeping an eye back home as well absolutely no it's great to hear about all the underage talent coming through uh the county as well rory and obviously being six month bridge you know you'd have the clare angle as well just for anyone who doesn't know me uh mark kennedy aka hawkeye psychic you're probably wondering what the hell is the hawkeye psychic all about so we'll go back to august 2013 the limerick miners playing galway in crow park that all Ireland semi final, and I think it was Ronan Lynch's point was ruled wide by Hawkeye, so hence the Hawkeye psychic nickname, anyway. Uh, as with Karen, be loyal, kind of Limerick hand supporter, but I'm basing Galway these days overlooking the Castle Gardia club grounds, uh, as we're kind of recording this anyway. So we'll see if I have a bit of the inside track here on Galway as we go on the weeks ahead. So, lads. Maybe we'll leap straight into it anyway. The Allianz Hurling League uh, starting this weekend in earnest. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? I suppose, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I suppose, first of all, just uh, the first National League with fans back in, in over two years. I remember I was at Clare in Dublin on the 1st of March, just before lockdown. And little did I know it would be two years before we get to see the Clash of the Ash in, in the league again anyway. And I think this year, like all talk is, is going to be massive crowds at the games. And that's really something that's going to add a lot of bite to some games. Uh, the way the divisions have worked out, Division 1A looks a lot stronger than Division 1B. So teams lose a game or two in the early rounds and you're going to find the last few rounds cutting trust for teams trying to avoid trouble. So that's something to look forward to as well. So yeah, Division 1A, definitely. I don't think there can be teams who try and experiment and some teams have their hands forced with injuries, but at the same time, lose a couple of games and you'll be in trouble there. So it looks like it's going to be a really competitive league. And then top two teams in the final as well. Um, exactly. Yeah, that will that will um, just cut out semi-finals, quarter-finals. So teams will really have to go for it as well if they have ambitions for winning the league. Exactly. Kieran? Yeah, this year, I think the league this year is going to be different to the, the last few years. Um, you're looking at teams with new managements that are going to... We, we, we all don't know what way they're going to set up or what way they're going to line up. So I think the likes of Galway... Possibly Tipperary to an extent, but Galway are going to—they're going to want to feel a team that's has you know experience of playing together, and I think they're, you're going to see 
fairly early what what way they're going to line up. Um, there's a lot of teams too that I think would like to win the league. Um, Dublin, you know, Matty Kenny's fourth year. Yeah. I think, okay, they got to a Leinster final last year and we're probably a bit unlucky with the COVID cases, but they'll be looking for something this year. And I think a league win would really propel them forward going into Leinster. Uh, a Waterford, I think, another team that's just to get silver. I think they're going to go, some of us without the Ballygunner guys, but if they can get them in near the end uh, with a win, maybe, that's that would be a huge confidence boost for them as well. So I think there's going to be teams that are pushing it and want to win it. And you might see, okay, it likes the Limerick and Kenny, perhaps they'll, they'll coast along and they'll try their players. But I think some teams will actually have a very cut off it and, and, and try and win it this year. Yeah, I kind of agree there, lads. You know, I think no water breaks as well. Um, no, it was introduced as part of COVID-19. I think it'll be interesting not to see the flow and pattern of games. You know, not momentum being kind of stopped midway through a half you know i think it'll be very interesting i think isn't there some rumors in terms of player instruction on the pitch by selector stuff like that being kind of a little bit curtailed so it'll be interesting to see how players think on their feet a little bit in the hurling league games uh coming up i mean one a as you say cork Clare, limerick galway awfully come into the 1a mix along with wexford and then 1b leash tip kilkenny antrim dublin waterford i mean they are going to be tasty enough games you know and then I'm looking down at 2A as well. I mean, you have Westmead, Kerry, Down, Carlo, Kildare, Mead. These are all fantastic games. And Kerry, there's an awful lot of pre-season about him, given the Tipperary win in the Munster Senior League and, you know, the the imports that they're bringing in uh, from Limerick as well. So I think there's going to be plenty of maybe subplots, I would say, in an awful lot of these divisions uh, kind of going forward. Um, I suppose we could go to maybe the open fixtures, guys, uh, you know, for 1A and 1B, uh, just to kind of maybe get your sense of where teams are at, uh, any personnel changes, particularly player retirements or any net new players that may be coming in. Uh, I mean, the first game on tap is on 1A with Cork and Clare down in Parky Keeve on Saturday night. I suppose, Rory, being a six-mile bridge man, what are your hopes and dreams, I suppose, for uh, the banner uh, this year? Yeah, well, well, strangely enough, in a way, like Clare coming into this league with in an injury crisis as such, you've... Um, John Conlon just returning. Um, be interesting to see if he sees action. I think he, he has trained during the week. David Fitzgerald, another guy who was just back training this week. Tony Kelly will be out. Peter Duggan, who just has returned from Australia, is injured and out. Um, there have Shane O'Donnell isn't available for most of the league, I believe, as well. So you're looking kind of at, at a clear team that are forced to experiment at the weekend. Their hand has been forced. So it'll be interesting to see the likes of um, Shane Meehan, who saw some league action last year. Um, but uh, suffered a severe hand injury, so didn't feature in the championship. And just seen him playing a bit of college as Hurling, and he does look really sharp. He's an interesting prospect, an inside forward, very pacey. Um, Patrick Crotty um, from Scarif is another lad brought into the senior panel this year. And Patrick uh, playing, saw him this evening playing fresher one Hurling at UL, a very impressive player, tall, rangy player. So these are kind of players that are going to have to be forced to see action in a way. So it'll be interesting to see they'll be trying to deepen a lot of these guys in the league. And um, yeah, Parky Cueve is kind of a place to to see what, what they're made of in the first round. Um, also, I suppose the, the one thing from a clear point of view is the last couple of years, any talent really that seems to be breaking through is in the forward line. And to be honest, for the last few years, you're kind of praying that, you know, we'd find some backs, strong backs coming through. But yeah, at the moment, like uh, the role of the guy seems to be like it's, it's kind of forward talent that seems to be 
getting through and uh, as a Clare fan I, I would love like if we could find you know just guys that would really push for places in the back line because you could almost name the the six backs apart from a few positional changes like John Conlon nobody saw last year go back at six um, but look apart from that you're going to have the same personnel at the moment in the back line for the league and championship Exactly Kieran uh, what are you thinking there? Yeah I, like uh, I suppose different to last year with the round robin teams are going to have to have strength and depth so I think while Clare are going to have to try these young lads they're probably going to rely on them later on in the year as well um, Dear Madrine I think he's been absolutely brilliant this year so far I think he's if, if, if he doesn't get injured or and that's another thing for teams is, is, is not picking up injuries as the year goes on so two important players um, I, I, I like to look at Clare I think Clare once all the players come back um, Tony Kelly obviously Duggan you know, uh, Abe McCarthy, if he's going to feature this year, I think looking back to the very start of last year, losing to Antrim the first game, everyone thought, okay, this is going, you know, the shackles are going to fall off. It's going to be a bad. But I think they, they had a good year. They were a puck of a ball away from beating Cork. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was a rare Tony Kelly miss, you know, so Cork got to the Ireland final. I think with all the negative talk around Clare that went on last year, I think Lone has done a fabulous job. I think. They um they might struggle in a bit of depth and maybe you might see that with their own Robin, but I think from what was from from the start of the league last year to now, I think I think they're I think very impressive. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, and I think great backroom staff there as well. We'll give a plug to James Moran as well. He's a good 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 um backroom staff there as well. I suppose you could swing to Cork as well. I mean, I think it'll be an interesting league campaign for Cork initially, you know, uh, with Kieran Kingston. They've made a few backroom personnel changes again trying to get over the line. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see the likes of Mark Keane's back from AFL, see how he gets on. I think you have the under-20s that will be coming through as well, likes of Kieran Joyce. Also, O'Connell from Middleton is a really good prospect there for the midfield um, area as well. So it'll be interesting to see how Kingston plays it. I think Kieran, I think Cork are one of these teams, they may not say it publicly, but I think they'd want to go fairly deep into the alliance in league and try to get to a final if they could possibly I think. Yeah, yeah I, I agree I mean, um, Silver Artist it, it would be a massive boost for him uh, and I think is it a sign bringing back Mark Heen that they're trying to bolster up the squad and with a bit of a strength. Uh, it seemed to be what they were missing out on against Limerick in the All-Ireland last year uh, they were just physically dominated all over so um, it's hard to know what way they're going to set up uh, I suppose they're a bit of an unknown because we haven't seen him yet this year. Exactly. And I think you have Owen Cadigan and also Bill Cooper as well would be a massive retirement there in that Cork panel as well uh, this year. Don't worry if you have any you know, thoughts on Cork initially. You know, yeah. what, do you, what do you expect from him, I suppose? Yeah. First of all, like I'd agree I'd agree with Kieran that I think Cork, the league is probably something Cork, they'll be one of the teams I believe would be challenging really to, for silverware in the league and will set their stall out. Last year, they, they kind of used the league to change their style of play. A lot of short stuff with Coleman dropping back and you know, playing the ball across the pitch and back again, kind of a patient style. And that kind of style, you know, under intense pressure from Limerick in the Ireland final, broke down. Yeah. So you, you just wonder, are they going to, like, maybe this year, try and vary the game a small bit? That, because, um, yeah, they, they kind of set their style out last year to play this way. It was very effective in a lot of early league games. And then um, as kind of a, as the year went on, you know, you, you could see that if the team got at them, Clare kind of nearly got over the line without Limerick with the, press, the intense pressure in the first half that like 
the style of play from Cork did did buckle like the the short puckles to the backs. So we just weren't able to work that ball across the pitch like they'd been doing to find the the, the loose wing back to strike the ball. And uh, yeah, you just wonder are they are they going to not necessarily go back to the drawing board, but you know evolve the system slightly this year and the league will probably give them a chance to do that. And it'll be interesting to see what Cork will come out with during the league. Exactly, I think there's fundamental issues. I think in that fullback centre half position. You know, I think Downey myself is a halfback in waiting there. I mean, he plays UCC in the halfback line. I mean, fullback, he filled the gap, but again, was anyone would have been exposed given the space that that poor Cork fullback line were having to defend in an All-Ireland Ireland final. But, uh, Kieran, you want to get in there? Yeah, no, I just think that there's a, probably a pressure on Cork uh, as a whole yeah. unit. Like, you know, so it's what, 16 years since they've won the All-Ireland. They never went a decade without one before. So I think... Is that desperation chopping and changing your style of play so quickly? Like, if you're going to play a certain way, just stick with it. And okay, like Limerick implemented a style of play back in '17, wasn't a good year, stuck with it. And you know, it, it takes time. Like, you're not you're not going to do something overnight. Uh, but I think there's a lot of pressure on possibly management and players. Uh, Horgan, 33. Will you see another year? Will this be his last year? You know, generally 33, 34 seems to be the the new retirement age for hurlers. So, um, I don't know. Is Hargan having the last throw of the dice in hope? It's yeah, as you said, the likes of losing squad players like Cooper and and Cadigan. Like uh, I know Lahan is back in, and seemingly they played a challenge against Tipperary last week, and Lahan played very well, seemingly. So he's another player to come in. But I just think there's a lot of pressure on Cork. Yeah, I'd be so too. Yeah, after you, Sorry, uh, Roy. Yeah, just losing, like, okay, Bill Cooper isn't the most stylish hurler, and people neutrals going to see Cork or coming to see Patrick Horgan shooting pads over the shoulder, but you're losing an amount of work rate and tackles, a tackle count that is hard to replace. Um, like, a Lahan for a Cooper isn't the like-for-like in that Lahan will, on a good day in space, will score heavily and do damage, but um, so far he hasn't shown that, like, that, high rate of tackle count without the ball and that's probably why he's has been out in the cold for the last couple of years unless it's something that you know he's willing to change or they're going to try and fit him into a system otherwise it is an interesting one I was surprised to see him call back in um but look uh, as Kieran said early signs are good that he is in form and he was in form for his club so he's interested to see what kind of a league he has and will he be thrown straight in as well exactly and this Horan podcast uh we'll have a Cork representation James Mulcair uh will be joining us anyway hopefully next week so we might even get him off the air guys he'll be so passionate about the rebels um but uh maybe we'll move on to wexford limerick i think that's a stand-up game on 1a in chadwick's uh, wexford park uh kieran based in ennis Corty, uh, you're expecting a few of us down uh on sunday uh how do you feel on this game and uh, any word from the wexford camp how they're getting on pre-season uh <clears throat> they seem to have moved away from the sweeper uh, which was probably anticipated for Darry Egan signed to play. Any team he's ever been involved with, he's gone the conventional 15 and 15. I I don't think Wexford are good enough to play without a sweeper. Um, Paddy Foley's back in. He took a year out. Has played well the first two games uh, in centre-back. But I think there's a lot of passengers. Matt O'Hanlon, I actually heard a, I actually read something last week that they said he'd need a two-acre field to turn. You know, he was he was that slow. Uh, Liam Ryan hasn't been playing well uh, in the early games. Now, look, it is early, it is January, but it will be interesting to see, will they deploy a sweeper for Limerick coming down Sunday? Um, 
it's possible it's probably a hard thing to do going from knowing you have seven defenders in an area to now having six uh it'll be it'll take time it'll be a big adjustment i think defensively yeah rory uh, what are you thinking there yeah just thinking um i went down to when limerick were champions went down to nolan park for the league in with my limerick buddies here in 2019 it was the was the league game down in nolan park and we're kind of wondering oh what will limerick do in terms of their champions will they just you know go through the league but they actually if you remember the game ferociously tore into kilkenny yeah. And I think that's the way, like under John Kiley, they'll just have a standard set for every game and there'll be no slackening off during the league. And I just think that that's what Wexford are going to face at the weekend. They're going to face a, a Limerick team that are, you know, hell-bent to win the game as well. If you we remember back to the Kilkenny team uh, of Brian Cody's, the, the four-in-a-row team, um, like they, every single league, they went for every trophy they could. And I think there is that air about Limerick as well, be it Munster League or whatever. And with the way Limerick players are so comfortable slotting in and out of the system that they that they play. And sometimes you could see a debutant and he just slots in and, and seems like he's been playing his 10th, 11th game with Limerick. So I, I think Limerick are in that group. We talked about how strong Division 1A looks. And I just think Limerick are probably going to be the team that will emerge at the end of it and beginning down in Wexford on Sunday. Yeah, and I think, Kieran, I think you bring up a great point in terms of the sweeper system because I think the reality shock of the shocks was last week at the Walsh Cup final uh, for Darry Egan. 229 conceded against a rampant Dublin yeah. in the Walsh Cup final. I mean, if that doesn't focus minds and maybe kind of readjust them defensive, defensively, but as you say, Egan's very passionate 15 on 15 guy. So we killed Dangan, you know, he's played straight hurling, like, you know, a beater man. So it'll be interesting to see the Wexford set up. I suppose Limerick, you know, the conveyor belt of talent coming through as well. Rich English is great to see him coming back in. He's had a good preseason. Adam English's brother comes in. Uh, Reedy as well. Um, uh, guys are literally chomping at the bit here to get more action, get more game time, which must bode well for likes of John Kiley, Paul Knark, and ultimately the team as a whole. Uh, Kieran, the best scenario for any manager is is players fighting for a place. You know, um, plus you have like I'm sure in their in their training like U of A, A, a B games like these B team players are playing against the best teams or best players in the country when they're playing matches and training. So that alone has to bring them on. Like Kenny were in the day. Kenny had their A and B games. was probably better than any training match they ever went to. Um, competition just can't beat it. Competition for places. Uh, Kylie as well. Like, he's cutthroat. You know, if you're not performing, he showed that with Galan last year. Galan wasn't at his best. He dropped him and it was probably the best thing he did all year. Um, like Cody back in the day, He's not going to bring any passengers to the team. If you're not performing, you're off. And I think um, it's, he's lucky he, he can do that because of the pool of players he has. Um, but he uses it to his advantage as well. He he, he manages it as well. Like. Yeah. I think it'd be a fascinating fixture. I think, you know, full full crowd down there in Chadwick's Wexford Park anyway. Uh, Karen, you I know, do think you will. I do think at the other end, um, going back to your 15-15, like it'll suit Conor McDonald. He's an out-and-out old-style full forward. Um, mm. he'll win his own ball he'll turn he'll score like he had six points from play against Kenny in the Welsh Cup so I think going back to being in on the square that will suit him uh, Rory O'Connor same thing like players that like to be in front of goal like last year with Davey they were 40 yards out from goal you know so McDonald was never going to be influential you know so I think the likes of McDonald it will suit him uh, with Egan there so um, it's how they build up around that I think is the is the question yeah. in the last in the championship match last year clear in wexford if you remember in the last few minutes 
and their hand was forced and they put chin inside and st started to hit direct long ball in and it caused consternation for a while and there was almost this rapid turnaround at the end of the game um which you know no one could see for the previous 60 minutes and you kind of left the grounds thinking like it, you know with with the players wexford have your big ball winners lee chin rory o'connor and uh, connor mcdonald like maybe a more direct style with them you know would suit them mm. um i think Often, like with David Fitz, Davy Fitz teams, it's kind of the team fits the system, whereas maybe with Dar Egan, it might be system fits the team. Now, with success, let's remember, like Wexford did come from from nowhere to win a Leinster title, and we're so close to an Ireland final. So, um, yeah, look, in the poke a ball of away from from that in that game, or maybe a red card away with the way things fell asunder with the extra man. But uh, like ever since that game, though, you'd have to say their stock has been falling. They, last year, they had a poor league campaign, a very poor All-Ireland campaign. And you're kind of wondering where really are Wexford? And I presume, like, Derry Egan can't afford to, he, like, he has to kind of go from the start, especially All-Ireland champions in town, throw it, throw the kitchen sink at them, see where they are. And it'd be a great one for him to pitch, see exactly which players will stand up to this level, which won't. I remember when Tipper All-Ireland champions a couple of years ago, they came down first round and got turned over by Wexford, down in Wexford Park. Exactly. So. It's a hard place to go. It's a hard place to come and play. The only thing I will say, and I hope it's not a factor, is um, I hope that the players aren't burnt out. Uh, looking back on last year, there was word that Davy had trained them 28 days on 31 in January. Like, players, it's different than it was in the 80s and 90s. Players are conditioned. They're conditioned all year round. They don't need to be training 28 days on the 31. Like, I think we, we seem to forget these players have jobs, they've college, to go to, you know, they've other things. So it's, I think that's kind of, I don't think sports science will back up that level or that intensity of training. Uh, that Wexford Clare game you mentioned, I was there that day, like to see your Wexford full forward line in the first half being 40, 40 yards out from goal. Like you're kind of looking at it wondering like, how did they expect, like when ball did go in, it was scrappy, but you were, it was three on one, two on one, you know, so it was very hard to win. And it was Roy O'Connor and Lee Chin who were doing all the work. They were up and down the field. Like, at, it actually came to the stage as a game where Chin, I was watching him. It was taking him ten or fifteen seconds to peel himself off the ground. Like, it was a real scorcher of a day as well. So yeah. intense heat. But it actually, the guy sitting next to me, I said, take him off. Like he, he's no good to you if he's peeling. He's, he's like he's spent. He has given everything he can. Uh, and they're like, oh, we don't have anyone better on the bench. But I think at that stage, it didn't matter who you brought on. It was just fresh legs. And I think uh, Davey kind of had his select players. And I just, I hope they're not burnt out from, from the last few years. I hope that it's a case they are fresh coming in and that they can give it their all, that there isn't a hangover from the Davey times. Yeah. Well, I think new manager, Darren Egan, I think he's a very straightforward guy, plays the game on complicated. And then Gordon Darcy comes back into the backroom staff. So. I'm assuming psychological, you know, mindset, maybe yeah, the strength and conditioning side of things as well. So I think it's just a new era, a new page, a new chapter for Wexford Hurling. I suppose we can get on to the Galway and Offaly. And I know I'm based up here in Galway. I've been working for home for the last two years. And I go to the local spare shop in Roscam. And the excitement across the road from Cascardia Club Grounds was palpable when King Henry, Henry Shefflin, got the job. Uh, now, there has been excitement after the Offaly Watt Cup win. But a fair dampened down after the Dublin loss. Um, um, what's your reading on Galway this year, guys? It, it looks to me it's now or never for quite a few of that Galway side. I know Joe's 
departed stage left what a magnificent player but I think for Aiden Hart but other guys within that Galway dressing room being there 10 plus years it's now or never I'd say Rory is it yeah like Dahi Burke David Burke they are kind of you know uh, age wise you could still say a few but they have a lot of miles in the clock Carla wise and obviously Dahi Burke with football as well with Carla Finn like uh, had no off season for a few years so um yeah, it is hard to know. And you'd wonder, like, if somebody like Henry had come in a couple of years ago with Joe Canny and Aidan Hart, like, because there's a rebuilding job has to be done at the moment. Um, under 20, I know minor level, they've had a lot of success. Under 20 level, like, 13 of the last 14, under 20, under 51, All-Ireland have been won by Munster teams. Galway have won the other one, which is probably a worrying sign for Leinster Hurling at the moment. Um, but it's just an interesting stat that, like, Galway, for all their success, have not won a lot of under 20, under 21s in the last number of years. Um, so there, there isn't this conveyor belt that we imagine coming, tr- coming true that had been there in previous years. Um, saying that, saying that the pool of talent in the county in terms of, like, strength of club hurling, we saw St. Thomas's performance the last day again. Um, you just, you, you wonder, like, can they get... A fifteen player on fifteen players on the pitch that will really challenge this year, and that's the job Henry has. I think would Henry have preferred to have inherited a squad that, like two or three years ago, you could pick the Galway team like for now that would be playing in the championship, but you could not put your hand on your heart now and name like even 10, 11 of the team that are going to start because there's going to be wholesale changes through the team as well. So yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, particularly because I mean I think Aidan Hart would be a great leader in that dressing room as well. He's retired stage left as well. And I know Joe is just Joe Canning, like he's mercurial up here. But again, they're going to look to Cambridge, I think, an awful lot for the underage talent coming through because Cambridge have really been producing year in, year out, an awful lot of good minor and under-20 teams. TJ Brennan uh, comes to mind. Uh, I think he's a guy that has an incredible upside, very tall, physical player, has been playing prominently with the under-20s. He led Cambridge very, very well to lead them to the county final uh, last year against St. Thomas's, And then you have Donald O'Shea, Evan Island, but I think Donald O'Shea, Eamon O'Shea's uh, son uh, from Salt Hill, Lantacara. It'll be an interesting one there for him because he has the technical ability. I just wonder about the physicality, but Chevron's going to run the rule over all these guys, I would say, in maybe a few of the rounds, but I know they've never coming up in round two. I'd say he'll be looking to get a strong team out there and make a big statement for... Uh, for Galway, uh, particularly uh, with the league campaign. Uh, Karen, uh, what are your thoughts there on the prize win? I think I think it was a gamble on both sides. I think Galway are taking a gamble on Shefflin by name. Like, realistically, he's not proven as a manager. Okay, he's managed Pally Hale to an All-Ireland, but given the talent they have, I think it, it didn't take much. Um, he brought Thomas Town to uh, intermediate semi-final at Asa Glamour. So, like, intercounty wise he didn't have like the experience isn't there so on Galway's behalf yeah yeah because I didn't I'm looking at Offaly and I think Offaly be fair to say guys is a work in progress I do like the underage structures that are coming in to the county the last few years it's great to see Michael Dignan there as chairman driving things on you see Shane Lowry there particularly for supporting the GA an awful lot as well I do like the signing of or the acquisition of Johnny Kelly into the Offaly setup as the hurling skills coach along with Michael Fenley I think Offaly down through the years have been absolutely quality, risky hurlers. And I think the only thing is Justin Kelly was their leading goal, uh, point scorer last year. I think he's still out with a knee injury. So I think league campaign might be a bit difficult for them. But 
they have a good nucleus of underage talent there. They ran Kilkenny rather close in the minors and under twenties last year, and it's, I think just a case of maybe developing these lads a little bit more. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say there about Offaly, really, lads. Yeah, they've actually a very strong minor team this year, and mm. they'd have high hopes in the Leinster Championship. Um, so that's another team coming through. Leo O'Connor, the Limerick man, is is in charge. He's third year up there with Offaly minors. So, um, you know, so going all the way down underage, they do have structures in place. They have a wonderful facility, uh, Faithful Fields. Been up there a couple of times with Limerick underage teams, and uh, yeah, so like they're definitely on an upward curve. Um, probably they're in Joe McDonough this year. Probably I, I'd see them as favourites early on for the Joe McDonough, and. Okay, they are in the tougher side of the league. I presume they would have liked maybe a, a leash or an entrum as one of the games they will play. But um, so you'd wonder, like, the only thing is it'll prepare them really well for Joe McDonough. Every game they play, they've Galway, Cork, Limerick, Clare, Wexford. Like, every game they play is going to be a wonderful preparation for them. So, like, you just hope that things don't go wrong for them either in the league and they have a few demoralising defeats. Um that can also be a negative gun into a Joe McDonough cup, but they yeah, are. Yeah, hopefully not the West Mead from last year, you know. Yeah, it's mm. nothing worse, is it? Like, after round three or four, getting hammered a few times. So I'd say that may be a key objective uh, for Michael Fennelly and Johnny Kelly and the rest mm. of the Offaly crew. And we wish them well there, Money. It's a lethal yeah. <laughs> fixture list anyway. Sorry, Mark, but just come back with Galway. If you remember last year, at the end of the league, Galway took Waterford apart. And just looking back through the water, it was the Waterford Championship team. Went down then and beat Cork by five points down to Parky Cueve. And, you know, everyone is thinking, this is, you know, Galway are finally primed second year under Shane O'Neill, that they're primed for a championship. And it was possibly the worst championship campaign Galway have had in a long time. And you just, like, Henry is coming into a setup where, in a way, he's picking the players off the floor as well um, after what has happened in the championship. So it was just like, it was a real Jekyll and Hyde from Galway last year because it showed so much promise. And we all thought the Dublin game was probably a, a, you know, a one-off thing where just, but like the Waterford game, you know, it's hard to believe the same team they'll play it within six weeks and how things have just changed. So, yeah, it is a huge league campaign for Galway. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe we'll go to 1B. Uh, guys, Leash Tip Saturday night. Tipperary new manager, Colin Bonner. We've had keynote retirements, like of Brendan Maher. Parik Mar this week. Guys, is this a bit Aniskin fixture for Tip, considering what's happened in the Munster Senior League, or do we think they've enough squad depth here to get over Leash and Port Leash? Uh, I don't know, Karen, if you want to maybe have your thoughts there, the Premier County. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are writing Tip off very early this year. Um, okay, they've lost some very key players, but they still have John McGrath, who, like, for a club campaign, like you'd wonder how he wasn't in the tip setup last year. Uh, seven man of the matches in, in nine games between hurling and football for, for Lockmore. Um, Canlon, Bonamar is back. I heard he played a, a college's game the other day. Um, you know, and you, you have youth as well. You have Brian McGrath, you know, so there's, there is, there is still players there. They still will still have a, a deadly full forward line. Uh, I think what Tip might struggle with is later on is a panel. Um, one or two key guys get injured. Will they have replacements for it? Um, and that's the question. I think that's the to see if they if they have the youth that I I question is there. Um, but I think it, it's the struggle will be the whole year. 
as opposed to not just one or two games. Yeah, yeah I, I think last year Liam Sheedy kind of gambled on the, you know the the old stagers in a way that they would be good enough to win Tip and other All Ireland, and he didn't really blood in that team that won the All Ireland. And we've seen them coming off the bench a couple of times, but I kind of thought last year some of them would be forced away into the starting team, and maybe it would be the more senior players coming on for the last twenty minutes. You know, get get to steady the ship at the end of the game, but. It was kind of the other way around. We saw that in the Munster final against Limerick when they turned to the subs bench um, 10, 15 minutes in the second half. And he didn't really, you could tell, have, have confidence in that subs bench. Left players out there way too long when you could see that, you know, their legs were gone the day that was in it and uh, left it too late. And maybe that was, as Kieran said, maybe it's just a sign that he doesn't think that those players are up to it. But yeah, I, I still thought that he could have, really tried to blood players through last year's championship. So now Bonner is in the position where he, he his hand is forced as well, having to throw in these younger players in. Um, yeah, and they are in the easier side of the league. He will have a chance to definitely get plenty of champion, or league games, inter-county games under the belts of a lot of these guys. Um, so yeah, but it's tip are going to be an unknown quantity this year. Um, it's just very hard, as you said, hard to write them off maybe because we, we just don't know what they'll produce. But judging on underage success recently, they have talent coming through, but has, has these guys have been sitting on the bench now for three or four seasons when they could have, you know, could have had a lot more experience. I think I think if you're a Tip fan, uh, you'd have to be livid at, at Liam Sheedy. I think it was like a roll of dice, last chance, try and get one more All-Ireland to my name. Uh, not Like completely short-sighted, was not looking at the future at all. Um, you know, bringing them in when the backs were against the wall against Limerick in the Munster final it, it didn't matter who they brought on, it wasn't going to turn the tide and I think that could even be damaging to young players coming in uh, like Paddy Cadell and, and, and Morris and like them young guys coming in uh, is it another sign that Cahill turned down the tip job that he knows what's what's in the county um, I'm sure any any proud tip man would relish the chance to, to manage your own senior hurling team. So is that a sign in itself that okay, maybe the talent isn't as good as what some people might say it is? Yeah, you'd kind of wonder, wouldn't you? I mean, they do have a good conveyor belt. Like, case study for me is Craig Morgan, you know, the under-21 cornerback from Kilowan McDonough's. I mean, it's been a slow, gradual progression you know, gets into senior panel. I think realistically he's looking at game time, but this should really realistically have happened two years ago, straight after an under-21 All-Ireland triumph. Yeah, Sheedy, I think, for me, has been extremely short-sighted, I think. And there's one or two have gone to the football, senior football panel and haven't come back. And maybe it's just that treatment of certain players, and you know, Jimmy Feehan as well, would have been probably a prime wing-back, midfield, middle-third guy, has no inclination, I think, of going back to the senior hurlers. So I think Town's undoubtedly there. I think what will be interesting is, like, say, Connor Bull, guys like that, are they going to get the game time? I think they certainly will. I think Colin Bonner certainly, when he's back with WIT, Carlo, he has given you the chance. So I think from that perspective, fair enough. But I think there's an awful lot of big decisions to be made, particularly down the spine of the team. Uh, you know, Park Maher has to retire quite dramatically this week. I mean, that full-back line now looks a little bit vulnerable. Does Connolly from Cashel to Cormacks come into the, the, fill the breach there? Big, big responsibility for a young lad. You know, Ronan Maher as well. Do you push him back to full-back, centre-half-back? Midfield-wise, Gerard Brown probably was looking to be one of those midfield contenders. 
goes down injured within the first half against Kerry. I don't know, there's a few, particularly the backline midfield for Tipperary, I think may be an interesting watch, I think, this year. I don't think, I think they'll survive. This year and, and possibly next year, uh, we won't see the full effect of of um, the breed of new players. Like this, like Canlan, you've Bubbles, you've Bonner. I, what I would fear is Noel McGrath is when these lads step away, which they're all around the same age, so I'll give it a year or two. It's then what state is Tipperary hurling in. Um, have they enough players in the ranks now to to replace these guys and to be competitive? Uh, that's a big ask, I think, for Colin Butler. And there's only three left from that 2010 yeah, mm. class, mm. which is almost enough for Bonner. But uh, I think it'll be an interesting look this year. I think don't think you can write off anyone this time of year, but I think Tipperary definitely there's plenty of questions to be answered. I suppose going to leash Terry Plunkett in charge again, you know, stellar Matt William uh, retired uh, last year. It'd be interesting to see with Balakala, any of those players coming through, um, you know, underage system wise, it will be interesting to see if anyone comes through, but I'd say Tip will have enough in Port Leash, but I think there may be more problems, particularly with Dublin Waterford and Kilkenny in, in the next few weeks. And so maybe we get, get down to Kilkenny. I mean, Kilkenny entertain Antrim in Nolan Park on Sunday. Uh, 25th year for Brian Cody, the legendary Brian Cody in charge. Uh, Rory, what's your thoughts on Kilkenny this year? I mean, they have had a few marquee retirements during the off-season, but have to be respected, surely. Yeah, have to be respected. And um, yeah, and it's one thing I, I just pointed out earlier was the lack of success of Leinster teams in under-20. And, and even there, if you were to name All-Ireland contenders, you're thinking, you know, Limerick, Waterford, Cork were in the final last year. Clare so close to Cork. And you're just looking at Kilkenny, really, from Leinster. I know, let's say, Galway, Leinster team or whatever, but out of the traditional Leinster teams, you're just looking at Kilkenny. Um, the one thing about Kilkenny is, no matter who they have out there, it's uh, just a battle to beat them. They play like a, a team that have never won in All-Ireland. In every single game they play, they have this ravenous hunger, which Cody has instilled in, in every player that puts on the jersey. Um, yeah, like uh, Antrim last year came down and gave a really good performance um, down in Nolan Park. I remember after they beat Clare, everyone was kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, one off. But they actually competed very well in, in a num- numerous other games, particularly down in Nolan Park, where they, with 10 minutes to go, I think it was just a point in the game. And Kilkenny uh, pulled away just at the finish. So first round of the league, you'd wonder, is there a potential for a game a lot closer than we'd expect? That could be one of them. Or Antrim again, um, you know, put in a big performance and shove it up to Kilkenny, but you'd have to just see Kilkenny coming out there. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, and obviously as well, Kilkenny without the Valley Hill contingent as well. Um, so they're really going to have to dig deep into the resources, and and you, you you probably will see a lot of players, new players you might have seen before. Um, but I agree. I think I think Kilkenny should probably have enough. Um, yeah, I think they should have enough. Yeah, I can agree with you there. I think it'll be fascinating watch to see, particularly in that full back, back line, particularly who stands up there. I mean, Joey Holden's retired. Mm. Or Murphy, you know, they're le- big legends of the game back there. I think just leadership in the dressing room, you know, characters that are going to uphold standards. So I think it'll be very fascinating to see how Cody kind of manages that, as well as that Colin Fennelly, you know, loyal and reliable to get a goal for you when you need the most in the full four positions retired as well. So I think maybe puts a little bit more onus on the likes of an Adrian Mullen, or I wonder if Mullen will go into more of a forward position this year. 
you know, compensating with that, uh, along with maybe Owen Cody. You know, it'd be interesting to see, and I do have connections down in Kilkenny as well, to identify that one or two more forwards coming through that can really contribute to a game. Sometimes last year, it was really left to TJ Reid or Cody or guys like that to really kind of bail the team out. Uh, they're looking for more balance, so it'll be interesting to see who emerges there anyway. But I think they should have enough for Antrim. But I think with Darren Gleeson in charge, I think we'll see more of an improvement. I think it's just a shame for them in terms of Leinster that they're not going to be in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship this year because the the, the money that's been pumped in Antrim and GA, particularly hurling-wise, has been phenomenal in the last year or two. So, you know, hopefully they'll put up a good uh, good show. And I think maybe the marquee fixture here, one B fixtures, is in Parnell Park with Dublin and Watford. Given Dublin's pre-season form has been absolutely ridiculously good. Uh, Rory, uh, do you see Dublin as maybe potential contenders uh, this season yeah. with Matty Kenny in charge? Well, definitely. Like, the chips have fallen in their favour because um, you're playing the Watford team without the Belly Gunner players in Parnell Park. They win that game. They also have Leash Antrim in the group. They have Kilkenny in Purnell Park as well. Yeah. Um. So that you could with winners coming out, like if if they can beat the Waterford game is huge. If they beat Waterford at the weekend, then they are really in the driving seat in, in that group. With the way the fixtures are falling, and um, will be there or thereabouts for that league final place, which is the boost maybe Dublin need under Matty Kenny get to a league final and hopefully bring that form into championship then afterwards. But yeah, it's it's. It is interesting, like um, we saw Liam Rush, um, you know, he switched from Luke and Sarsfield this year across, uh, should, they should have won that county final, it was a cracking game, and uh, standard-wise, I, I must say it was like watching a few of the county finals, I thought it was an excellent game, I know the Kilmacud, like probably disappointed in the Leinster Championship, um, and to be honest, they were fortunate to win the win the final on the night, but I was just really impressed with the Senator Harlan in that final. And um, you just kind of look at Dublin and think out of all the teams in Leinster, they're probably in the best position, maybe. Like you look at Offley's still in Joe McDonough next year. Wexford, new manager, who knows? Um, yeah, Galway as well, with Henry and all the changes. Like Dublin are maybe in a position to make the most progress there and really challenge Kilkenny this year. And yet it all starts with the league and if they can get a win at the weekend it'll be a good start for them great start for them absolutely and Karen, uh yeah i think i think whoever wins this game tops the group 1b for me um i see dublin named their team tonight it's a from what i can see a full strength team um so they're i think they're really going to target it and as i said like win silverware it's a huge boost before you go into leinster the only downside i can see is you go to a league final. If you lose, you have a two-week turnaround to championship, so it'd be hard to pick yourself up after that. Um, but I think Roland Hayes was very good with Kim McCudd in the, for the club last year, and uh, they, they have good forwards. They have good players. Um, Crummy, Sutcliffe. You know, I think Kenny's had time now. Like this is his fourth year, so I think it's probably do or die for him as well this year. You know, they have to make some sort of strides, be it win a, a league or win Leinster. I think. I think so too. I think, you know, I think it's do or die for Dublin. And I think given how Dublin's footballers lost Harma opening weekend, National Football League, I think it's a glorious opportunity for Dublin hurlers now to really kind of put their mark in the capital, get a result against Waterford, build the momentum from the Walsh Cup final and get the supporters on board uh, here. Because even looking at the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship, I know in terms of league, but they play Leach at home first off round one. 
they play Wexford then down in uh, Chadwick's Wexford Park. It's a huge game. If they can get two from two from there, Jesus, you know, the, it's going to be a long summer for him. But I suppose going for Waterford then as well. Um, I mean, the Ballygunder contingent obviously preparing for the All-Ireland Club final against mighty Ballyhale Chamrocks uh, next weekend. But uh, they've had to deal with a few retirements, particularly Kevin Moran, Shane Fives, uh, Stephen O'Keefe. It'll be interesting with Liam Cowell just to see who he kind of identifies there to really kind of boost the squad and get it to the next level because they have been there or thereabouts. Um, Kieran, I I think like Stephen O'Keefe for Bally Gunner has been exceptional. I think mm. if I was Cahill, I would be doing whatever I could to get him back in that squad. Uh, I think Waterford lacked last year not having him there. You know, it's 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 strange how it's changed. Where a goalie ten years ago it was just a guy to stop the ball going into the net, but now it's so important ball distribution and getting the ball into the right areas. I think O'Keefe, if I was Cahill, I would be doing whatever I could to get him back in the squad. Um, I think if Bally Gunner can win the club, I think it would be a huge boost for Waterford. Um, like Desi Hutchinson, like uh, absolute unreal year. Uh, if he can put that into Waterford and if he can do it against Sean Finn, I think that's the big question mark. He's he's done it against most teams, but again, not against Limerick. And uh I think if you can get him firing for Waterford as the year goes on, I think I think they'll be they have a they'll be there they'll be at the very end. I think, yeah. Uh, Rory, uh, what yeah, do you no, think of uh, Yeah, uh, agreed. Like the for um, you could say in both both times they played Limerick uh, in in the twenty twenty final. At the um, in the twenty twenty final in particular, at the very start, remember they had the goal chance to whiz and Limerick were had to defend heavily in the first there was a scoreline at one stage it was six points to two to Limerick but Waterford had had been straight with two or three chances early on last year in the semi-final the first 15-20 minutes were ferocious now Waterford couldn't keep it up whereas that was the thing that I think Waterford wanted to throw everything at Limerick and get ahead of them that didn't happen the, and then they, they fell away in the end but yeah what was the, the strange thing Waterford last year was the performance against Clare in the first round of the Munster Championship where they were just like no one saw that coming in a way that they were just blown out of it and uh, they did pick themselves up after that, but you just kind of wonder with them, um, and particularly against Galway as well, that second half where they had a tremendous first half and suddenly in the space of like 10 minutes, the lead was gone. So there is something not quite there yet. Um, might come this year, Liam Cahill, as we said earlier, like stays has stayed on for a reason. Like so Irla Daly again coming through, um, just he can probably, we're talking about Kevin Moore retiring, but he can see the like Kevin Moore last year was kind of a, didn't get much game time for them in the championship. Um, so like, he can see these players coming through as natural replacements. Um, Valley Gunner have been very impressive so far. As Kieran said, a win there will give momentum to Waterford with these boys coming back in with all Ireland medals. And, you know, yeah, the, the muster is just going to be so competitive this year. Like you could name any three now out of the five, like Limerick plus two more to come out in the Munster championship. So, uh, but that's two out of any of the rest of the four. And, Really, like each county, like Clare would see themselves as getting in there. Cork, of course, Waterford, Tipperary will always see themselves as being in the top three in Munster. So that's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think it's a tight around, as we said, Dublin and Waterford. Mm. And I, actually, I, I probably fancy Dublin the way things are going, and that could get them into the league final. So I'm going to say a, a Limerick Dublin league final in my early bit. Karen? Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to echo the same. I think, I think. Dublin with a full team, Waterford, obviously minus the Valley Gunner guys. I think Dublin have the, you know, great win against Wexford last week, 229. It's 
great scoring in January, like um be at the ground is good and all. But I think uh Kenny will target the league uh and just try and get some silverware and, and build momentum from there. I'd kind of agree with you there, lads. Full house there, I think. Uh, Limerick Dublin, I think, early form. We'll we'll see how we get on there before uh, early April. Uh, lads, we leave it there anyway. This has been a great uh, opening episode. Plenty of insight. Uh, thanks very much, Karen and Rory and Sherlock. We'll chat next week. We'll maybe review a few of these games and see what the, the main headlines were. Thanks again. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, Mike. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.